I need you guys to know something. And I'm gonna tell you the truth, and don't get freaked out. This is gonna be my last special for a minute. It's all good, it's all good. Listen, listen to me. I, I did it in Detroit for that reason. That's right. You wanna know why? Because I talked so much shit about Detroit in the first special, I figured I might as well do the last special here. Welcome back, Analysis listeners. Welcome back to the podcast, Barry Dean Irving, my good friend Barry. How have you been? Oh man, we got the full name. We are, we are here. We are furthering the conversation. I'm ready for yeah. it. Let's do it. Man, we are talking about Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special, The Closer. Anytime anything Dave Chappelle happens you are the person that I talk to because we've always shared this Chappelle connection me and you have. And we, we quote the, the old sketch from all the way back in the early 2000s. But let's just take a second here and celebrate Dave Chappelle, the comedian. <laughs> and we, we don't sit here and break down comedy specials for anyone else. But Dave, we're not sitting down here talking about Chris Rock's tambourine. But anytime yeah. <laughs> Chappelle comes out with something, it's just culturally significant. And I've never uh, felt that before with anybody else. What do you think about just where we are with this man and his art? Just as far as like not breaking down other comedians, I think it's, it's, it's a little more than just like, I mean, obviously we're about to break down a comedy special and the last, and the last time we talked about Chappelle was kind of like a, kind of a comedy set, kind of not, kind of just him riffing. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, this is more than like, just, I mean, obviously what he does best is stand up, but it's almost like a brand. Like this is just like his brand of humor is what, was kind of like he had his finger on the pulse like while we were like the formative years of our adulthood were like yeah. the were while this man was pushing boundaries and the fallout uh, was was pretty huge for our like late teens early 20s so i mean it's it's it is nice to just sort of check back in to that voice and and sort of have all of these things that we are processing come through him and he even like he even honestly like i love i love the special i know i'm probably hopefully hopefully i'm not gonna piss off too many people listening to this by saying that because i know he's definitely become a pretty polarizing yeah. uh figure especially becomes uh, a de facto defender sometimes of the the points of views or the or the reasons behind the jokes yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, it, it's like, I, like, I can remember when this show, when Chappelle's show came out and how, what a big boom that did for uh, Comedy Central. And the fact that like, you never even really heard the word nigger on TV before that show came out and mm -hmm. or like the or like even anywhere in like mainstream media other than rap music, you never really heard that word. And just the way like the way that he is just able to any he, any he even he brings it full circle 
special in the in in the special where he talks about not punching down at people, punching yeah. straight forward. Like he he just gives it like it is from his perspective. And yeah, it, it hearing what he says might piss you off, but there's nuance to it. And there's if you can have the conversation, there's a lot of humanity to be found. And I think that I thought this special was like a perfect embodiment of that and a perfect way to just sort of say that like, I'm not fucking throwing in the towel, but this fight that we've been having with these Netflix specials is fucking over. Well, and and he even addresses it. A a lot of this seems, uh, the three quarters of this special seems to be a defense of the previous specials and he talks about the people approaching him whether the how accurate these stories are is up to interpretation but the people approaching him the woman that approaches him in the parking lot and he says did i come to your car and do my set did you did you you probably didn't buy a (laughs) ticket to see my concert you probably watched me on netflix but i didn't come and force this perspective on you And, and he's basically saying when you sign yourself up for this type of art form you're submitting yourself to this person's point of view for an hour. This is, this is a voluntary thing that you're doing and I'm not forcing you to come and and listen to my words, you know? And so when you, if you choose to go and seek out his opinion, you also need to, to take it for his opinion. And it's also comedy in a way. And he, and it is nuanced and you need to be open and willing to sit with it. And I think when you take the time to, to understand what he's trying to say, I think there's incredible power to, to what he's doing. And I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that I, I, take a lot of value to what he says i think in terms of art in general he might be one of the strongest voices in my life that helps shape my point of view on the world and it helps give me a deeper understanding to people and communities that i don't necessarily get a lot of alternative points of view for so i i love what dave Chappelle brings to my life and i know it's not the absolute gospel but i i I take a lot of value from it and you know, it is challenging. And I think that's part of what draws me to him is that it's not easy. And you know, if I want simple comedy, then there's a lot of places for me to go find that. And I I'm drawn to guys like Dave, I'm drawn to guys like Bo Burnham and and guys that bring different emotional layers to the experience of the hour. Just being able to, you know, take one person's perspective as that perspective not necessarily gospel not the full picture just a perspective and and being able to i hate to say take it as a grain of salt but like just being able to give allow that voice to be a part of a conversation which is what like he even talks about how he wants how like that's his yeah that's his goal is to further the conversation and that and like there needs to be room for that nuance because some of the points that he was bringing and I'm, and I'm not even going to try to like quote him, but some of the, some of the sort of ways that he would bring things full circle was to sort of, was some of the criticism that he had yeah. for, you know, um, gay, like the gay movement or the feminist movement and how a lot of, a lot of gay activism I mean, and, and he, first off, he shouts out the Stonewall gays, first off. Yeah. And second off, he even speaks to how, like, 
a lot of the the literature that you see in like mainstream feminism mainstream like gay culture comes from people with white privilege and how a lot of these voices are able to be minorities until it, it gets to be too much and then they can pull their white card back out like that's a that's a reality like that that part of the conversation needs to happen in order yeah. for like everyone to be serviced and i think a lot of the backlash comes from people that aren't really necessarily ready for some of those nuances. Absolutely. Well, so this is the, his fifth and he says it at the top. And by the way, shout out, it's shot in Detroit, which I'm a uh, ring the siren, but I'm a Metro Detroiter. So as soon as I saw that title come up, I got <laughs> really hyped and he had some, some funny <laughs> Detroit bits at the top, but yeah. he, he talks about how this is his fifth and final one for a while. And it's called Closer. And he says, and, and I'm hoping that we get to a point where he doesn't need to be this lightning rod voice of reason for a troubled America. Hopefully we can pull ourselves out of this deep funk we're in and this guy can get back to just a, a little more of a pleasant uh, experience. But also I, I, I love what he's been in this time. I think he's been critical in this time. But it would be nice for him to not have to just be the voice of reason for all of this mess that we're in all the time. I get, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I kind of liked, cause he even speaks to, he, he gets right off the bat and speaks to, he's like, first off, I'm rich and I'm famous. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like there's a disconnect that didn't exist when he was coming up That's true. and, that, and he, he gives life to it. And he, and he like, it's again, he just tells it like it is like, this is, this is the reality of the situation. Like, yeah we don't connect the way that we did when I was making art. Like, but mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still someone that you guys come to. So I'm still gonna speak. Yeah. And I, and I'm going to give you my interpretation. It's, it's how I feel it is. And I don't, I don't necessarily feel what I'm saying is, is the way you're interpreting it sometimes. And I think he articulates his intentions with these jokes in a, in a way where he's talking about the injustice he feels towards some of these movements, whether it's LGBTQ or the feminist movement, and how it hasn't aligned with the injustice of the Black movement or Black Lives Matter. And he feels, and this, is, this has been something that's been part of Dave Chappelle's point of view in multiple specials, even before the Netflix, of just the reason why the LGBTQ movement is growing so quickly and has so much movement already is because white people are impacted and he's and and i think that the line that he keeps coming back to is it was easier for caitlin jenner to gain acceptance changing her name than it was for muhammad ali to change his and or cassius clay to change his name and i think that's that's like the core of what he's saying and, and when he talks about the feminist movement. And he's like, listen, I agree with what you're saying. He's like, I am fully in support of what you're doing, but the way in which you're doing it seems, and I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth right now, but my interpretation of it is the, the way you're doing it is, is cheapened. Like wearing black dresses to the Oscars isn't putting yourself out. Like me getting walking away from a troubled industry and walking away from $50 million, like that's actually trying to put your trying to put your fingerprint on on a movement and he's like if you really wanted to make a difference go find the 
the black woman that's working in the mailroom that doesn't have opportunity and, and give that person with your power, give that person some power. And that's, that's making a difference. And he's like, wearing a black dress is just, is half-assing this or wearing a crochet hat at a, at a women's march. He brings it full circle again by acknowledging that he's a man speaking on this. Yeah. And, and, but he gives any, and he continues through it by continuing to make a joke. And I think people are, some people are going to probably think he was being serious by saying that like, Oh, what, a, what this woman's movement needs is a man leading yeah, yeah. it. And, 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 he, and, it, and, and, but, but it just speaks to like the fact that like, you know, he doesn't have the answers. He's just one person. And this is, but this is a part of the conversation that needs to continue. It's so the, the it felt a little all over the place. Like this definitely wasn't one of my favorite specials in terms of the flow of the special. I think it had some of the most profound things to say and observations, but I do think it took a little bit of time to get off the ground. I think some of the bits that started slow to me was like the space Jews joke. Like that didn't, that, that, that was okay. The, the black Asian fighting, like that was, and then he started to get into some Corona bits, which were okay. Like I'm the magic Johnson of coronavirus. I thought that was a pretty good joke. I thought the Mike Pence joke was, was pretty good. Or uh, Mark, Mike Pence was brilliant. The Martin Luther King, uh, you know, if, if Martin Luther King said, just get your bodies oiled up and get all on them floats, sir. I, I can't do it the way that <laughs> Chappelle did it. But now we're starting to get in a little bit, but it was just, it was kind of hokey. I was, you know, and then, and then it got into the, the, the back three quarters of it when you started to get into feminism. I really thought the way he brought it home with the story of Daphne and empathy is bisexual. And that's been sitting with me for a while. His, his final thoughts there just about punching up instead of punching lines and, and all of that, that's, that's been really sitting with me for the last few hours. How did you feel just about the, the work in general overall? Well, yeah, like, like I said, I, I thought I loved the way, I loved what he had to say with this special. I did it like, like, I had to actually like um, sort of uh, skip, flip through, flip through the special real quick before we started this podcast because I didn't even really, I wasn't even really looking for bits, especially after you know the last little riffing that he did that we spoke on. I would, I just wanted to just sort of hear this voice speak on this crazy, fucking almost two years now that we've all been going through, mm-hmm. and. Like I wasn't even necessarily looking for bits, so I didn't even. I, I I like realized as we were like setting up for this call that like I didn't even really think about any bits to mention. Yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with that because that last the way that he brought it in and that story of Daphne was just so cool to me. Mm-hmm. And like the especially the way that it ended and fucking a breaks your heart. Fucking I would love to look into this real woman and find out more of her story but the fact that like this is a story that ends with a trans woman committing suicide but it's from the judgment from her own community i think that's super fucking profound i think that's something that we need to take a deeper look at i think something a lot of people and i mean you are you're a friend of mine you've probably seen some of the stuff i've posted on social media speaking to this but like I think a lot of people point fingers 
And a lot of people don't look at the way that their behavior can be toxic yeah. and the way that they can be just as big offenders of some of these things that we accuse other people of. And I think that like that is just a perfect note to end the hat on because yeah. there's just been so much of this, you know, animosity and like vehement, like just hatred given towards this man. And it's like, you do you realize the negative energy that you are creating by hating this person that you do not interact with in life. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And he talks about, it. he says, I don't pay attention to Twitter because Twitter's not a real place. And that got a pretty yeah. good response from Detroit. And then he says to go against your tribe was an incredibly brave thing for this man that you're, you're defending and you don't really have any sort of major benefit from. And he talked about the bravery of that. And really this story gives you chills. I was pretty emotional listening to the way that that story ended. Really. It also is he sprinkles in some really nice moments of levity because he's also like talking about Absolutely. how bad she fucking bombed. He's like, no, but like <laughs> this bitch sucked. Like, and like she stunk. <laughs> and like he kept coming back to like how bad the, the hour set that she gave was. And it was really cool. And, and it wasn't as heavy as, as some of the other metaphors that he was bringing in, but he was talking about the power of what a laugh can do or what a, a, a good punchline can cut through some evil toxic tension and, and does the carpet match the drapes and it's like bitch all i got is hardwood floors and like how that <laughs> changed the whole mood of that comedy club and how she was yeah. able to go back and hang with paul mooney and, and and some of these great comedians and and really just have a moment and, and own a room and be totally fucking confident in like a, he calls her a gangster, you know? And it's just like, but it, it is at a, at a certain point, like Dave Chappelle and I've heard him talk on Joe Rogan and some of these other podcasts, but it's like, you know, she, she was part of my tribe, which was a tribe of comedians. And I don't care sometimes who you go to bed with. I don't care what your political affiliations are. Like you're a funny person. Your goal is to connect and make people's lives happier. And so that makes you part of my, that's my tribe. And I, I think that's a really good message as well in, in just seeking to understand. And, and he talks about the power of a conversation and a dialogue and, and what that can do to a community. And I think that's where we're at right now with it. Yeah, you said a great phrase, seeking to understand. I think that's just, it's, it's key. I think there's a lot of, there's a lack of that. And it's not that anyone's point of view is necessarily wrong. It's that people don't want to take the time to listen to other point of views. Yeah. People say they do, but when it comes to like really doing it, I don't think a lot of people are, are, are as, as, you know, gung ho about hearing things that can be upsetting. Yeah. And he's a champion for a community of people that continue to need a strong voice and brave voices to it's been hundreds of years and it's been, and I, I think it's just, he, he'll, he'll always be fighting for perspective uh, in, in terms of his people. And, and I think it's, it, there's, there's always space for it. And I, I think it, you could clearly see that the, repercussions or the, the the pushback that he's been getting from some of these specials has impacted him emotionally. And he, yeah. and he's addressing it head on. And I think he's just, it's part of his evolution as an artist. And I think if you talk to him 20 years from now, he'll 
he'll reflect profoundly on just what this last three years of these Netflix specials has, has brought him in terms of his relationship with his audience. Totally. Totally. And I look forward to, uh, potting about it <laughs> yeah man we'll, we'll be here it's it's it's, it's his final one for a couple years so we'll be back in a couple years and uh, there'll be plenty of movies and fun stuff to talk about in the meantime but it just when when dave Chappelle comes out man you you know you got a spot on the calendar and and i always like talking with with you about his work and his art and i, I appreciate you coming on buddy yeah man it's always a pleasure all right buddy well thank you guys for listening and continue to search for empathy. It is bisexual. Continue the conversation and seek to understand, as we will. And don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and we'll see you down. Oh, the man. I know these numbers are going down, but this is still real, bro. This is still real, folks. Do what you got to do. Man, it's, it's crazy out here. I won't go into any details, but. Punching down on my All right, y'all. Thank you Take very it easy. much. Bye. Good night.